uh, we're going to be launching our first ever in the Tulsa Diocese, I think, uh, Natural Procreative Technology Clinic. Yes. And uh, so we wanted to use this episode to just talk a little bit about what that means and who's going to be served by that and uh, how it all works. Welcome back to Tulsa Time with Bishop Condorla. I'm Adam Minahan. Uh, last week, we got a chance to talk about, okay, we actually talked about a lot. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was, <laughs> it was actually a, a, a great conversation. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, um, go back and, and listen to that episode before you listen to this one. We had a great guest, with, and she's joining us again, Sister Marie Josepha. It's great to have you back. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, to the award-winning podcast. Yeah, that's right. Did we talk about that? We one? didn't. I, I okay, meant to, we forgot yeah. to mention that. Yeah. Uh, the there's a national what is, what is it it's the, a catholic media association catholic media association has recognized adam and his team as the second place winners across the country for podcasts for the for, category of podcasts uh, so it was the catholic oscars night. The, it was the catholic <laughs> oscars night but yeah obviously it was, it was, and I they read the it. envelope yeah and uh, so tulsa time has won second place across the mm -hmm. country for podcasts so we're very proud of that yeah um, last time we were, I would I would say that what we were wanting to do was look at love in the context of uh, vocational discernment, life lived with God, uh, and when we talk about vocations, of course, we always are talking about God's call in a person's life, which can be to many different things, including marriage, diaconate, priesthood, religious life. In this diocese, we even have a consecrated virgin who lives and works here in Tulsa. And uh, that led us to uh, to also be discussing the use of natural family planning or what we were calling natural procreative technologies in marriage, in the married vocation. That's a way in which God uses the love, his love for the spouses and their love for each other and for him to bring fruitfulness to their marriage. And we were talking about that because in a couple of weeks, it's just a couple of weeks, I think, uh, we're going to be launching our first ever in the Tulsa Diocese, I think, uh, Natural Procreative Technology Clinic. Yes. And uh, so we wanted to use this episode to just talk a little bit about what that means and who's going to be served by that and uh, how it all works. Yeah, thank you. So the clinic that will be starting, it's called Marion Medical Clinic. It will be part of Warren Clinic through the St. Francis Health System. Mm. And we're just thrilled to be able to get this clinic up and running. It's been kind of a long, long time in the works, um, Even a long time COVID, in, in the hearts of people. Yes. Yeah. So we're just thrilled to be able to get it up and running. And um, basically, to start off with, we have a few providers that are getting trained. So um, Sister Gianna Marie uh, is one of our Sisters of Mercy. Mm -hmm. um, she is trained in the FEM model, F-E-M-M, -M, of natural family planning or natural procreative technologies, mm -hmm. also called fertility awareness-based methods. So there's kind of lots of different yeah. acronyms that are out there for this kind of model of care. Um, and she has been running for the past 
six months or a year, something like that. Um, a half-day clinic, fem clinic, um, just out of her practice. Um, and Sister Mary Gretchen, Dr. Hoffman, who works at Xavier Medical Clinic, mm -hmm. um, also uses this with her patients at the clinic. So they really both kind of started in this because, you know, with Humanae Vitae, um, Paul VI, St. Paul VI really calls physicians to be trained in these methods to offer them to the Catholic faithful and not just to the Catholic faithful, to, yeah. to anybody who would um, want to use them. Um, and so that was, you know, we've trained many of our sister physicians in these models to be able to make um, an offering of that back to the communities in which we live and serve. Um, but there's also a certified nurse midwife. Her name is Sarah Noble Hogan, mm -hmm. um, and she will be joining as kind of the full-time provider. Um, and then also um, another one of the advanced practice registered nurses out of one of our OB clinics will be is also training in the method and will be able to incorporate that into her practice. So we have Sarah's kind of full-time provider and then Sister Gianna Marie and Sister right. Mary Gretchen and Tammy um, as kind of incorporating it into their practice. And then we'll also have a couple of nurses that are part of the clinic to get started and they'll be helping with the education part of the program because really with um, this model of medical management, think of natural family planning or fertility awareness-based methods, and they use various things, right, to kind of help couples be aware of what's happening in the woman's body mm -hmm. um, that signals fertility or infertility. Um, so cervical mucus or body temperature changes or um, some of the the systems use hormone markers and mm -hmm. they have um, kind of urine dipsticks or blood tests or things, hormone panels that they'll run to to help um, manage that mm -hmm. that aspect. And charting yeah. so that you kind of know if you're fertile, if you're not fertile, when you're fertile. And for some couples, that's enough. For those that yep. have healthy fertility um, and they want to use this to help plan their families, that's all they really need. And the rules of how to use that to either achieve or avoid pregnancy, depending on what their needs are. Mm -hmm. What a clinic like this adds to that, so that's kind of the education is really can be done by the nurses. Mm -hmm. They help train the couples to use the method, to know the rules, to chart. Um, and that allows a, a practitioner, a physician, a nurse practitioner, a physician assistant, something like that, someone like that, to be able to look at the chart and say, okay, this looks normal, great, or this isn't normal. Mm -hmm. You have a short uh, luteal phase. You're not ovulating. You're making multiple attempts to ovulate. And then they can run hormone panels and say, well, your testosterone is higher, your estrogen is lower, your prolactin is high. And all of these things um, can you know, affect fertility and cause infertility. Um, they can run um, tests for ultrasounds and see kind of what is the ovary looking like? What is the uterus looking like? Are there signs that the uterine lining isn't shedding appropriately? Are there signs that um, the woman's not ovulating properly? Mm -hmm. So all of these things, because fertility doesn't, fertility, but infertility also, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you can't just have infertility. There's something causing it, right. right? There's some sort of disorder underlying the infertility. That's that's the sign. That's not really the diagnosis. That's the sign yeah. of an underlying diagnosis that's causing it. Right. So maybe that's uh maybe that's a pituitary tumor. 
you know, that we need to treat either with medication or with surgery. Maybe, um, maybe we're seeing that medically things are looking okay, and it's probably a surgical issue given the patient's history that probably there's endometriosis and we need to refer you to a surgeon. Um, maybe it's, you know, we've had sisters pick up a lot of um, insulin resistance, a lot of diabetes, a lot of endocrine disorders that are um, contributing and causing infertility in addition to a lot of other symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what this clinic kind of adds to just going to learn a, an, an NFP method, just, you know, right. to chart and, and kind of um, family plan. Yeah, we might say a, a broad and general uh, what foundation for this, because I, I, I think some people may not understand what we're talking about at all. What do you mean fertility and what, what do you mean? And when a man and a woman are uh, married and wanting to achieve pregnancy, wanting to have children, uh, they may find that they're unable, that they're having trouble uh, becoming pregnant. That's when this kind of um, use of this kind of technology can be very helpful to them without spending many, many thousands of dollars often uh, to help them understand, okay, what's, what's the cause of this? And then also a man and a woman who are married at different points in their marriage may reach a prudential decision that for one reason or another, at this time, they should postpone uh, having another baby, uh, conceiving another child. Maybe they've already got four and they're feeling uh, overwhelmed. Or maybe there's about to be, you know, they just lost a job and they're going to have to move across country and they don't know what they're facing. Or maybe someone is sick. There could be lots of different reasons in which a, a couple who are trying to be faithful to God in the midst of their marriage, faithful to the fertility, gift of fertility that God has given them in their marriage as a couple, uh, is reaching a prudential decision that says we shouldn't have a child right now. And so then how do you avoid uh, becoming pregnant? The church has not ever accepted the idea, going all the way back to Humanae Vitae in 1968 and everything the 2,000 years before that. The church has not accepted the idea that we could separate fertility from uh, the marital act <clears throat> and, and do that in an artificial way uh, without excluding God from the marriage. And so thus the church has always taught that to use what, what we would use the general he heading contraceptives, there are lots of different kinds of contraceptives, uh, to use contraceptives in the marriage is contrary to the good of the marriage, the good of the spouses, and ultimately can be a, uh, a sin that the couple is committing if they have sufficient knowledge and, and so forth. Um, so if they're not using contraceptives, then what are they going to do? People of a certain age, and maybe the young people today, don't even know this, but there used to be the, the uh, derogatory term uh, Roman roulette to describe <laughs> this. And Roman roulette was a way of saying the Roman church, the Roman Catholic church, because it won't accept contraception, 
uh, reduces couples to using the old calendar rhythm method, which was a way of saying uh, a, a woman could recognize when she usually has her period, and then she could, based on that, she could uh, figure out when she usually is ovulating and capable of becoming pregnant recognizing that there is a window of infertility for every woman in their natural cycle mm -hmm. uh, when she couldn't become pregnant. She could engage in the marital act and not become pregnant. Mm -hmm. uh, well, the problem with the old calendar rhythm method is that there's all kinds of things that can cause it to go off for a, mm -hmm. a month or two months or a half a year permanently. It can, and for some women, they just don't have a regular rhythm. It's just all over the place. Okay. Pope Paul VI, St. Pope Paul VI, was saying to practitioners and scientists, look, we have a developing science around being able to understand when is a woman pregnant and how can each woman understand when she in her own particular body is pregnant in her own particular circumstances. And then couples can have recourse to that knowledge to use the infertile period uh, to share their marital love and to avoid coming together during the fertile period if they have a serious reason to avoid conceiving a child. And so since 1968, many groups and, and uh, practitioners and scientists have been working on this, this growing body of technology to the point that now we have very sophisticated medical models uh, that we're able to offer to people, and that's what this clinic is all about. And for many couples, what's more exciting than any of it is the possibility of treating infertility mm -hmm. because they're trying and trying and trying. Uh, they're, they're having trouble becoming pregnant. They don't seem to be able to get answers as to why. And... The, some of the methods that are offered to get around it, uh, in vitro fertilization and various things like that, the church also recognizes as being contrary to the dignity of the child, and some of those methods even contrary to the dignity of the marriage. Mm -hmm. And so is there not something better, something more that we can offer to couples? And so that's what we're looking at. Yeah, and there is. You know, and really, I mean, medicine as a science should always be it can be of course misused but it's about restoring health mm -hmm. you know i mean we are so grateful that we're able to start helping these couples that are struggling with infertility because it is an immense suffering mm -hmm. um but really what we're doing is saying you have a sickness here there's a disorder here what we want to do is to help you be healthy mm -hmm. and if we restore your health that's going to bring back your fertility, mm -hmm. you know? So it's not it's not just about infertility, although it certainly includes that, but it's about restoring health where mm -hmm. it's not there. Right. Um, I was talking with a man once, and he and his wife had been struggling with infertility and still were. Um, she'd had endometriosis, had surgery for that, had been to see um, NFP providers, you know, to help with some management and things like that. And still hadn't been able to conceive. Mm -hmm. But he said, you know, we're still trying. It's still a process. But she is much healthier than she used to be. Mm -hmm. You know, and for that alone, he was grateful. True. You know, that she wasn't in excruciating pain every month, that she, that her mood was more stable, that, you know, whatever it was, like she was healthier than she was before they started this whole process. Sure. 
Um, so, you know, the, the goal is to restore health, like to really share in the healing mission of Christ in that way. And then we hope as we restore health, we're also restoring fertility. Yeah, and I think to 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 me, one one of the great benefits, one of the gifts of of all of these technologies is helping every couple, every couple who takes part in them, to understand a little better the mystery that is in the heart of their own marriage. You know, we tend to think of ourselves as just ordinary Joes, you know, and ordinary Sues, I guess. Uh, a, a married couple may think, well, we're just, we're nothing special. We're just an ordinary couple. You're an ordinary couple who's capable of changing the universe. We talked about this last time. Right. Yep. You're an ordinary couple who's capable of conceiving a being who is body and soul destined for heaven, whose soul you can't account for. Mm -mm. God has done that. So when you conceive a child through the use of your fertility as a couple and God's activity in your marriage... That's an amazing thing. And to have that capacity mm -hmm. and to not understand it, mm -hmm. to have that going on in your marriage and to not have a deeper understanding of what is it uh, is sort of a loss. Whereas to know that, gosh, we have this capacity, how does it work? Mm -hmm. How does this even happen? Mm -hmm. And then to use these methods to discover that and then to recognize that God wants to use your fertility and your, uh, your life as parents and the challenges that come with that to make you into something different than you are today, to, to make you into a saint. Mm -hmm. And so this is all wrapped up in that. Mm -hmm. It's all wrapped up in the marvel and the mystery of God's love for us, God's love in marriage, God's activity and his fruitfulness in marriage, and how uh, God has used, providence is using science to help us to unwrap some of these mysteries. So it's an amazing thing yeah. and a wonderful opportunity to celebrate it in the local community. Yeah. yeah. And, and the name of it was uh, Marion, Marion Medical Clinic? Right? Marion Medical Clinic. I love yes. that you guys uh, prayed and gave it to St. Joseph and said, well, whatever you want it to be named, <laughs> right? And then, yes. the, then the name came back and it was Marion. So it's like, okay, yeah. well, St. Joseph wanted to name it after Mary, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. What else? Yeah, we were, I mean, yeah. You know, we were, we were throwing, you know, we were kind of discussing names and we were working with marketing with St. You know, St. Francis Marketing Department and Corporate Communications to figure out what do we want to name this clinic. And yeah, one of the sisters, she was, you know, she had just shared that, you know, I, you know, I just took it to prayer and I gave it to St. Joseph and I said, you know, you name the clinic and, you know, whatever you name it, you know, we'll accept. And then the suggestion came from, from Corporate Communications, well, what about Marion Medical Clinic? And, you know, we all just were like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> We thought, well, of course, you know, you give it to St. Joseph. Who else is he going to want to name the clinic after? Like his beloved spouse, of course. Yeah. So I love yeah. it. The whole the Holy Family. I mean, it's just it's, mm -hmm. it's very, very fitting. Mm -hmm. You know, and she ties in, Mary ties in beautifully, obviously the incarnation, you know, and the mystery of That's it. God becoming flesh. But also, I mean, all of these other mysteries, you can even think of, of the rosary and you know, think of, of Elizabeth and the visitation and bringing in, 
the suffering of infertility and of childlessness, mm-hmm. um, of menopause, of being past childbearing years, of, you know, like all of these other things she brings in and the dignity of the man in the relationship, mm-hmm. because sometimes that can get lost too, you know, that like we really affirm men in in their masculinity and say, yep. you have a role here to play, you know, um, and bringing in St. Joseph. Like she just kind of unites all of those mysteries in one. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, and especially the dignity of the woman because the the woman's ability to conceive a child mm-hmm. is not a problem. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, God has designed marriage in this way, has designed the relationship between man and woman this way. It's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Look through the scriptures. It is a blessing. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to treat it as something that we need to avoid, something we need to not do. Mm. We want to treat it as something we desire. If we can't have it now for the various reasons we were talking about, prudential reasons, we still desire it, and we still want to cooperate with God in living our marriage as He designed it mm-hmm. until maybe later we're able to. And mm. that's all. that's all to the good. Yeah. Sister, we're so thankful for all of your hard work and uh, all the dedication that you guys have had to, to make this this clinic go. Um, I think that if we if they check out the show notes, they're able to to call uh, and, and find out more information, correct? Yes. So um, Sarah will start kind of mid-July, so she'll be our first full-time provider at the clinic. Um, and we heard just last week that the phone line got dropped and it's hooked up now. We have our first nurse already started this week. Mm. Um, so people can call and start making appointments and things like that. And Audrey Stubblefield with the Diocese of Tulsa has all the contact information for the new phone line and, and how to call and make an appointment. Awesome. Well, it's been a blast to have you on. Uh, do it again sometime soon? Sounds great. All right. This has been Tulsa Time. We've got to see you guys next week. Eastern Oklahoma Catholic Podcast is brought to you by the Office of Communications at the Diocese of Tulsa and Eastern Oklahoma.